A quote from the Jamestown Yorktown Foundation, June 2014. Greater than Christopher Columbus never reached the shores of the North American continent, but European explorers learned three things from him. There was some place to go, there was a way to get there, and most importantly, there was a way to get back. Thus began the European exploration of what they referred to as the New World. A quick recap. So, we left 21st century Jamestown, Virginia, the first permanent English settlement in America, 1607. Today, it is a living history of the 17th century Jamestown colony. We resurrected and boarded the massive customized 300-ton English merchant sailing vessel, the Sea Venture the same Virginia company-owned ship that had 153 travelers and crew aboard and was to deliver the third supply to the Jamestown colony in 1609. We paused for a time to look back upon my 11th great-grandfather, John Rolfe, and others' devastation, about 661 nautical miles short of their intended Jamestown destination. This tempest, or hurricane, as we might call it today, was nearly the end of all of them. But, they prevailed over the course of four days through their never-ending and tireless fight for their lives and the rescue of their ocean water hemorrhaging ship. They finally steered the ship onto the surrounding reef to prevent its sinking then landed ashore on Devil's Isle. Bermuda, with its subtropical temperatures, soon became a paradise for them and they replenished their souls and spirits. The food, in fact, was plentiful because the island had an abundance of wild pigs, birds and fish, tropical fruits, and even a freshwater lagoon. When we last left our castaways, a year had nearly elapsed and it was springtime. 24-year-old John Rolfe's wife, Sarah Hacker, had recently passed, his infant daughter, Bermuda, passed shortly thereafter. Bermuda had been the first baby born there and Reverend Buck performed the first marriage there, too. Today many go to Bermuda to marry or honeymoon. I also learned that at some point before leaving Bermuda, John Rolfe may have grabbed up and secretly pocketed some tobacco seeds, possibly from an area today called Tobacco Bay on St. George's Island, Bermuda. The castaways are once again set out to complete their voyage to Jamestown, but not before there are five separate mutiny attempts. In general, some of the castaways questioned the authority of their leaders in Bermuda and had fallen in love with the islands. They weren't willing to risk unknown hardships in little-known Jamestown. This time the remaining Jamestown-bound passengers and crew numbered only 138. Eight had already left in a small boat never to be seen again, three died of natural causes, one sailor was murdered, one Indian was murdered, and one castaway, Henry Payne, was executed for sedition. That left 138 to board the two ships they had built from salvaged steel and wood from the Sea Venture. And, these ships were named, Patience and Deliverance how very understated yet so very apropos. May 24, 1610, our English seafaring ancestors, headed by Sir Thomas Gates, now aboard the Patience and Deliverance, arrive at Jamestown they find only 60 survivors of a winter famine, known as the Starving Time. Onward to Heacham. We are journeying on, as well. We are headed Ine, crossing further up the North Atlantic Ocean from our Bermuda latitude and longitude coordinates, 32.299507, minus 64.790337. Our destination once again, the time when John Rolfe's family lived in Heacham, Norfolk, England, latitude, 52.92 longitude, 0.48, and where John and his father, Johannes Eustasius Rolfe, both were born another 3,244 nautical miles. The year is now 1,585. We have come to Heacham to learn more about John Rolfe's family life, and his early beginnings to better understand his quests. 
But first, we need to learn more about the Heacham village from which John Rolfe emerged. Our 21st century Heacham is a thriving village community and popular Norfolk coastal holiday resort situated 3 miles from Hunston, 8 miles from Sandringham Village in Norfolk, England. It is lit by breathtaking East Coast sunsets and surrounded by glowing and aromatic purple lavender and scarlet poppy fields. Residents and visitors alike relish in Heacham's sloping beaches and the soft rolling West Norfolk countryside, which has remained unchanged over time. In fact, archaeologists have discovered that Heacham has existed as far back as the Stone Age. And that running water with fertile surrounding lands made Heacham an ideal location for early man to settle. What we know for sure is that there were inhabitants in Heacham around the 5th century when the Anglo-Saxon invaded present-day East Anglia. Heacham the home to the Rolfe family history tells us that John Rolfe came from a farming family. For generations, they farmed the land and traded on the nearby shores of the Washington quite possibly, it was fields of lavender or poppies that they farmed. Interestingly enough, lavender is a plant rich in its own history and myth. With its roots going back to ancient herbalists, its properties as a disinfectant and antiseptic, lavender's reputation grew throughout the centuries. Lavender became known for its ability to even ward off the plague. And its popularity with English royalty also helped anchor it as a cosmetic herb. Queen Victoria had used it as a tonic for her nerves. Heacham Hall before it burned down in 1941. Sadly, Heacham Hall, the family home of the Rolfs, burned down in 1941. My genealogical research traces the Rolf family line back as far as 1455 when my 14th great-grandfather, Robert Rolf, also was born at Heacham Hall. But, it was October 17, 1562, when Johannes Eustasius John Rolf, father of John Thomas Rolf, our subject, was born there. John Eustasius at the age of 20 married local Heacham, Dorothea, Dorothea slash Dorothy, Mason on her 20th birthday, on Friday, September 24, 1582. Together they had five children in ten years. Unfortunately, John Eustasius died two months after his twelfth wedding anniversary. He was 32 at the time of his death, leaving John, age 8, and his other four siblings, with a 32-year-old widowed mother. It is disappointing, to learn that not much more is known about John Thomas Rolfe's childhood or education. We do know, however, that his mother Dorothy Mason Rolfe, married a Dr. Robert Redmain, LL.D. Doctor of Law, on March 9, 1595, just a little over three months after John's father's death. Despite Robert's preferred spelling of his last name Redmain, he descends from Bishop Redman, whose family first settled in Cumberland, and then in Lancashire. John Rolfe's mother Dorothy, his stepfather, Robert Redmain, and his father, John Eustasius Rolfe, are all buried in Heacham at St. Mary the Virgin's Church. So, we can safely assume that John Rolfe's skill, farming interests, and former family status in Heacham are likely the basis for his drive and desire to create a marketable crop in Jamestown. We also know that John Rolfe, his wife Pocahontas and two-month-old son, Thomas departed Jamestown in spring 1615 for Heacham, Norwich, England, to visit his mother now Lady Dorothea, Dorothea slash Dorothy, Mason Rolfe Redmain. Much more history in John Rolfe's life continues.